Just Antoine here. Take control of our future, Black empowerment. This is episode two, and we are elated to bring this information to you because the need is so, so great. I tell you, it's, it's great. It's great. It can be disheartening. It can be overwhelming. It can seem insurmountable, but we can do something about it. We can make a change and it can be very significant if we come together. And so today I'm, I'm reading in chapter one of Poweronomics and my brother, Dr. Claude Anderson is really breaking it down in, in this book. And, you know, some people don't want to look back. They like, why look back? Because, you know, we're, things are not the same as they were back then. Well, I beg to differ. Things are the same. They're a little bit different. They got a different face on them. They may look a little bit different, but the economic state of African-Americans are the same or very similar to what they were back then. Okay. And so I want to read this, this paragraph and, um, a couple of paragraphs and let's just talk about it. Let's, let's look at it. It says amidst a, a rising tide of white conservatism, the wealth and income gaps between majority white society and blacks are widening. Nearly a half a century after the Supreme court ordered racial discrimination, excuse me, desegregation, Black Americans still bear six to eight times their proportional share of poverty, broken homes, homelessness, criminal incarceration, unemployment, and other social pathologies. Uh, desegregation should have been about redistribution, wealth, power, and resources, not social integration. So we got it twisted. <laughs> we thought that, hey, if they just looked at us as human beings and not a part of a human being, then maybe we will get justice. And, uh, <laughs> If they pretended that we were humans, maybe we will get justice. And so, man, this is tough. This is tough right here. This is tough. Desegregation should have been about redistribution of wealth, power, resources, not social integration. Social integration has only addressed the symptoms of our dilemma rather than the causes as indicated in figure one, it is extremely difficult for black people to progress 
when the same hands that held the whip still holds the wealth and power. During centuries of black enslavement and Jim Crow semi-slavery, the majority society secured and retained its inherited advantages, while the black minority inherited a legacy of disadvantage in this racial-based society. Whites acquired ownership and control of nearly everything of value, as well as a system of keeping blacks non-competitive and powerless. The sheer existence and size of a growing black underclass is prima facie evidence of institutionalization, excuse me, institutionalized racism that manipulates symbols, resources, and power to advance, to advantage whites over blacks. The reality of Black America's dilemma is that they are predestined to become a permanent underclass if they do not break free of uh, the numerous disadvantages they have inherited. Blacks should get off of the social road to nowhere. There are no yellow brick roads to the future, nor will Blacks simply stumble into wealth and power in a competitive society. To find a better road requires Blacks to unlearn old behavior models, strategies, and learn helplessness in race matters. Blacks must understand the nature of the competitive race and make a radical metamorphosis. They must decide where they want to go, get out from, get out front of their competitors and work hard to get there first. If blacks compete, they can expect to succeed and survive in the race for wealth and power. And so now we gotta get us to compete. I don't know if I said this on the first episode, but I, I ran into a guy and uh, he was a young man that was in college and he asked me, he said, Antoine, how can we stop this systemic racism? And I said to him, we have to find a system to operate on outside of the current system that is suppressing, oppressing, depressing us to really solve the problem because the problem is so entrenched in every aspect of our society, we will have to operate outside of the society to be able to effectively um, change the society within. Because once you start making major changes within a society that holds you down, then they'll start shutting you down right? And causing it more difficult to gain wealth. Um, they'll take out the leader. Uh, they'll do all types of things if you're being controlled financially by this group. So when I seen blockchain technology, I, I didn't know of it at the time I had this conversation. But when I seen blockchain technology, I said, this is it. This is the vehicle that we can use 
to operate outside the system to really bring about change within the system because it's not controlled by any system. It's, it's, it's really a, uh, a system designed for the people by the people. And uh, it's decentralized, so there is no governmental agency that's controlling it. And so I got really excited. Now it's up to me and those that will dare to make a change to grab hold of how to empower ourselves economically so that we can in turn empower ourselves in this society that's driven by power and wealth. And if we can't do that, and if we don't do that, then we're fighting a losing battle. We can do it, but if we don't do it, we're fighting a losing battle. And so we have to come together, the elite, the chosen have to come together and put in put a plan together as uh, our brother Dr. Claude Anderson has suggested and and do something about this situation that we find ourselves in and i believe that blockchain technology gives us a vehicle that we can use to bring about a transferring of wealth and it don't have to transfer it from their hands to ours, but there's a, an abundance of wealth in this world. And if we tap into the resources that it is that exist in this world and we gain control over it, we will run circles around those that oppress us. And so this is what this podcast is all about, is, is, is putting us on a, a mission giving us a mission mindset to really make a difference and come together and, and, and do something about this current situation because I have a five-year-old son and I don't want him to get to the age that I am, 52, um, and still have to fight the same battle. I, I want He may still be fighting the battle, but I want us to have made inroads to the battle, right? I I want, uh, right now we're probably at about 48, 49% uh, African-Americans find themselves in poverty. I want that to be about 15, 10% before I leave this planet and go, go wherever Jesus is. I, I want to make a difference. And so... Um, but I need help. And this is what this podcast is about. It's about coming together and, and designing a plan and executing a plan to bring us up and out of this dilemma that we find ourselves in. And it's, 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 it's not a um, small task. I realize that. But if we continue to move forward daily, and um, putting some things in place, we can make some marvelous inroads because we are resilient people. We are brilliant people and we need to take things to the next level. So be blessed. I'm just Antoine. We'll see you guys at the top.
Bye for now.